This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning on my Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, Everything. Hello. Hello, buddy. Uh, I'm Jace with Lex, <laughs> Dawn, and Kenny on this Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. 7.05 is the time. Thank you for being here. Greatly appreciate it. Um, uh, coming up in the next hour, a little programming note for all of you, 7 o'clock, if you're a longtime listener of my talk, uh, you know our special guest uh, coming up at the 8. Uh, he was the gentleman along, uh, well, he was the gentleman that started this uh, this time yeah. slot on this station many years ago. Ian Punnett. Uh, and then Marjorie be- joined him. Mm-hmm. He also hosts Coast to Coast. Yeah. So he will be uh, returning to my talk. Uh, we're turning to uh, the time slot he started uh, for, for this morning. And uh, he'll be joining us at 8 o'clock with his wisdom and insight uh, about uh, what's happening in the world right now. So... Um, yeah, I just thought it was a perfect uh, uh, kind of uh, trifecta. We've had uh, two good days of uh, good conversations, important conversations, and uh, we know that you guys respect uh, Ian. And I just thought it would be a good thing to do. So, he yeah, was, thanks for calling him. Was, I can't wait to talk to him. He was courteous enough to didn't even hesitate. He's like, "What time do you need me?" And uh, <laughs> I said, "Well, you know the time slot, buddy. You know the time slot. So when can you be here?" So right, he knows he's not getting well, paid, right? Uh, Kenny, I did. Uh, I'm gonna make uh, biscuits for him. That's what I told him. I oh, said, uh, "I'll ship." Uh, getting paid. I'll ship some biscuits off to him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's so funny because awesome. we were supposed to talk to Angel this hour at some point, mm-hmm. and I just went up there to say, "Hey, honey, uh, it's, you know, time to time to get up because you want to sound awake when you're on." And he goes, "I just can't." And I go, "Wait, wait, wait, why can't you?" He goes, "I had a really bad night last night, and he's had a few kind of bad nights in a row now, and he blames me." Why? Because so he's blamed- you birthed his baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. Wow, you're going oh, real deep there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You can keep that in your back pocket. Yeah, you I'd be that. like, hey, uh-huh. out of my badge, okay? Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I should be I love a woman right, with a vagina. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm just kidding. I love him. No, oh, he's he's funny about it, but I think he might have a point, and I, so I'm like per- perfectly prepared for you guys to push back about what I'm about to say. Oh no! Um, because you know I get all my work done here for my talk, and then uh, and then I'm on baby duty because you know he's working from home too, and so um, I love to hold him. And this might on at hell some or point, the baby, both of them, okay. but on hell won't let me hold him uh-huh. like I used to. Yeah. So. Um, 
I will hold the baby a lot. You know, we'll, we'll read and play and do all of that stuff. But like when he's like kind of passing out, and Kenny, you've mentioned this before too. Like you think about your son and like when he would fall asleep oh. on your chest. It's the oh, best feeling it's ever. The best. Yes, yes. Oh, and so <laughs> I prob he thinks that I hold him too much during the day so that at night when he actually needs to put him in his crib or his bassinet because right. uh, depending on where you know he ends up at night there's kind of two places in the house that he doesn't sleep very well because he's used to like laying <laughs> like the warmth of, a, of another body <laughs> you're making him spoiled at night I no. think I, I might be yeah uh, yeah uh, and the I the baby's I, like uh, Zen's like uh, hold on a second I'm used to being held 20 Four seven. Mm-hmm. Don't put me down. Uh huh. And, mm-hmm. and he, at first he was like, "It's because of your boobs." You know, you come with two pillows, and it's just so nice and soft and cushy for him. Mm-hmm. And then he gets on my chest, and he's like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and can so you... I told I told him how to cradle him, you know, and how to do it. And so he's like, "I don't want to do it. I don't want his head in my armpit." <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm thinking, Jason. Well, I, I know. I'm I'm just waiting, Kenny. I was I was hoping Lex set the table for you and I'm hoping you sit at the table and uh deliver a bounty. Yes. I'm I'm ready. Yes, I, I'm hoping, Kenny. I'm, God bless I we I really need this. Yeah. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, Kenny? Oh, I'm thinking who wouldn't want to want that? <laughs> Thank you. There we go. There we go. We're, we're all, Thank we're you. all thinking the same thing. That's right. Kenny's here all week, everyone. Make sure you tip your servers well. We're still going I mean, through a pandemic. Even yeah. I want Alexis to cradle me against oh, her boots yeah. right now. Yeah. Hell, she's like a sister, and I'll even take oh, that. I mean, you know. We all need a good cradle, don't right. we? Yeah. I think maybe that, you know, with the times we're going through right now, like holding him just feels like there's you know something yeah something good um, in the world yeah and you know the world i want to see him grow up in you know and having that hope and keeping that alive and so at night i he (laughs) yeah he's just not quite sleeping like he should Mm -hmm. so anyway my but my point is is on hell said tomorrow because we're gonna have ian Ian, for the eight o'clock hour he says says seven is just too early but the eight (laughs) o'clock hour i'm like what is the difference between you know but he's like i i really i want to come on i i you know i have stuff to share and Mm -hmm. i I really want to and i just of course and yeah no i'm just just giving him grief come on on hell yeah yeah, he's, <laughs> but he's like, I blame you. I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I, all right, I, I am holding him a lot. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, well, I'll end. Uh, I'll end the segment on just a little, uh, a little mention here, just to make everyone smile. And then uh, coming up uh, next, uh, our, our buddy Twyla was on ABC News last night, having oh, a really important conversation speaking about mamas. Yeah, we'll play that. But Lex, just to make everyone smile quickly, and especially you, you know, yeah. Facebook, and and sometimes these are horrible. And sometimes these are needed uh, when Facebook pops up a memory, you know, and it's like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, remember this, Jason? Eight years ago, you were with your ex. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and you, you know, you know. Anyway, but yesterday, yesterday was actually a good memory and, and a, a, a laughing memory that made me go, oh, uh, that was a simpler time. Um we yesterday, eight years ago, yesterday, you and I were partially drunk with our feet in the water 
uh, at the uh, Omni Hotel in Dallas uh, for the oh Junket of gosh. Dallas. Yesterday was our pool day. That was eight years ago? Yeah. Remember we were sitting? We we, we didn't want to get fully in the pool. So you and I, like morons, in the Texas heat, <laughs> rolled up our jeans. we rolled up our jeans and just like, we were like little hillbillies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's right. We just sat on the Aww. side of the the pool drinking. Remember those frozen? We drank some sweeter frozen oh. drinks, and uh, after a, after a day uh, after a day at the ranch because we went that's to South right, Fork. That's yesterday. why we had jeans on. It was so yeah. hot, but we had to wear them. Yeah, you know, for we did the rodeo, cowgirl things. Yeah, yeah. We, we went to the South Fork rodeo. <laughs> and oh my gosh! Did you guys see in Houston? Some of the protesters were on horseback, yes. and it said "Black Cowboys Matter." Yes, <laughs> one of the t shirts. I was like. Wow. And a llama was at another protest. Uh-huh. Wow. That's right. Did the llama decide the animals are getting to it. go there? Or did yeah. Bring I think it, it was, okay. yeah. Just decided I'm going to join Llama this. free will, Don. Llama free mm-hmm. will. Yeah. <laughs> 7.13 when we come back. Uh, a really important conversation was had yesterday on ABC, and it included uh, uh, one of our friends. Back after this. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 107.1. And streaming around the world at mytalk1071.com. We want to say hello to all of you watching. I'm sorry, listening. Sorry, we're on wrong medium. <laughs> uh, listening from uh, from around the country. Hello. And around the world. Hello. Thank you. We have a couple listeners in New Zealand, I know. Hello, New Zealand. Ah. And in France. And Hi, in France, buddy. yes. Hi, Tony. Bonjour. Hello. Hello, buddy. Hello, buddy. To all of our international listeners. Uh, I want to point out again before uh, we listen to a really important conversation um, in the middle of uh, Blackout Tuesday yesterday. It was a great opportunity not just to put the square up on your social media, but to also shine a light on ways you can help, uh, ways you can shine a light on uh, great uh, businesses, uh, minority owned businesses, uh, resources, books. And uh, again, one of them uh, is the West Broadway Business and Area Coalition. Um, their goal is to raise three million dollars. They're just uh, just below a million, and it's in partnership with the Northside Funders Group. And they're going to donate all donations to support Northside businesses that were impacted not only by COVID nineteen, because again, mm, it's, we still it's, have another we pandemic. We still have a pandemic that it disproportionately was affecting uh, minority communities, but we also now, these businesses are further impacted um, by the events of the last week. So whatever you can give, I put the link, it, it goes right to the giving page. I put the link on my Twitter account, so just search for my name and click that and donate what you can. Um, and uh, thanks again to a filmmaker and just all around amazing human, uh, Dave Bullock. Uh, for shining a light on this. I really appreciate it. He was a machine yesterday, churning out links and, hey, do this. Hey, U.S. Bank, where are you? Hey, Target, where are you? And he was co- he was putting Minnesota where businesses on blast of, like, what can you do? Yeah. So, um, what do you guys think? Well, it's it's starting, thank goodness. Uh, for instance, as uh, we came on the air this morning, the Timberwolves and Lynx, uh, have joined forces. I'm reading the headline here with the Minneapolis Foundation to pursue justice, equity, and healing. Um, okay. They are starting. Uh, they are starting a new partnership that will include civic leadership, uh, civic leaders, and uh, yeah, they're 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 going to start doing more than just uh, setting out a press release. So I know Ben and Jerry's. They came out uh, Ooh, last strongly, yesterday too. Very strongly. strong. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. I hope there are more. Yeah. So. Um, also, too, another like you were uh, highlighting um, local 
ways to help and charities. Um, MN Fund Hub is another place too. They are distributing the money that they get to, let's see, two, four, six different organizations, including Juxtaposition Arts that you talked about, Jason. Um, Reclaim the Block, Black Visions Collective, Minnesota Voice, Midway United. Um, So check out what they're doing too. And that's another trusted source to donate to. Yep. 721 last night on, uh, well, Lex, you set this up. This is, uh, yeah. yeah. So on ABC uh, last night, there was a one-hour special called America in Pain. And it really talked about, you know, what happened, some history of that. Uh, the reporters at ABC, um, how uh, their reporters um, who are black, different experiences that they have had. And then also one of the things, you know, when George Floyd um, was murdered he said my he called out for his mom and so there was a whole part of this talking to moms of black children including two white moms who have kids who are biracial yeah and um, their experiences and their fears for their black sons we're going to play this in its entirety including Uh, twyla day i was going to say yes uh, Twyla Dang's in this, and it's a reported by uh, Deborah Roberts, who I love Deborah Roberts. Oh, we're going to yeah. play this whole thing because it's worth listening to, so don't you get out of your car. Uh, here it is. A final cry on George Floyd's lips, a call for his mother, unleashing a plaintive call to action and reflection for mothers all over the country. It was gut-wrenching. It touched upon every fear that I have as a parent of black children. I think as a mom, I think about that visceral cry for your mother. A grown black man, in the moment that he knew he needed someone, he wanted his mom. Your kids don't outgrow that need for you. Chelsea Dort, mom of four, including three biracial children with her Haitian-American husband. Not something I ever thought I would need to prepare to deal with. We connected with her and three other moms from across the country. Twyla Dang lives just miles away from where George Floyd took his last breath. A mom of three. All of it hits so close to home for us. Karen Fleshman, a mom of two from San Francisco who preferred not showing her children's faces. Everything I had learned about race and racism growing up was harmful and inaccurate. And I was part of the problem. Crystal McCrary McGuire worries about her daughter and two sons. There's something about black bodies and black skin that too many, not all, but too many people in society that is viewed as a threat. An idea so potent, so gut-wrenching, one mom took to social media. I dare you. Ask yourself, when did my baby become a threat to you. When I cry, when I laugh for joy, when I play with my toy gun, when I wear a mask to protect you and myself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. When did my baby come to you? When I was born? Well, I, I'd like to talk directly, if I could, to white mothers. I hope you are hearing these black mothers' pain. Only we, white mothers, can heal this Black mother's pain by raising better white children. Chelsea says images like these break her. When my jeans were too baggy. Chelsea, what about this moment in time has changed anything in you, if it has at all? My children will identify as mostly Black. They will, someday my five-year-old won't have like a tiny five-year-old face anymore. And he's not gonna have like tiny little hands. Mm. Like he's gonna be a grown man. A brown man in America. Yeah. And he's gonna be someone that people are afraid of. What I can do as a white mother to brown children um, that are growing up in America and how I can support them. Conversations that may be awkward and uncomfortable, but as Karen warns, vital to help value and possibly save a life. There's so much work to be done. I'm tired, but I know it's a marathon, not a sprint. I feel... That's Twyla. Anger and frustration. But I also feel like this is a call to action where the truth will rise to the top. And I do believe that we are on the side of the truth. That's from ABC News. Deborah Roberts aired last night um, on Channel 5. Uh, moving. I mean, oh. mothers talking to other mothers. That the, the, the one white mother raising biracial children. And, the, and she was describing, you know, the fact that right now her, her kid is five and, and tiny has little, little hands. hands. And then he's going to so grow cute. up to be a brown man in America. As, and Deborah said that. Mm-hmm. That... that that gets to you, you know? And I, I have a... And we all know this. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying, Jay? Sorry. No, and uh, before we take a break, I, I heard this audio this morning, too. This is a viral video going around. Um, uh, you know what? I'll play it after the break. It is yeah, uh, that. Okay. Uh, we have Matt Belanger um, and more. So stay right there. We'll be back following these messages. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071 and streaming around the world as well. Special hello to all of you listening from around the country and on our podcast. Thanks for subscribing. We appreciate it. I'm Jason Matheson along with Alexis Thompson, Don McLean, and he just needs one name. That's how special he is. Kenny. Kenny. Here I am. That's right. That's Kenny right there. Um, A really moving Facebook post that I think will really affect all of you um, uh, from a friend of mine. I'll read that coming up. But first, another friend of ours, Matt Belanger from 5 Eyewitness News, joins us with the morning's headlines. Good morning, Matt. Hello. Good morning, everybody. You know, I love Kenny. Uh, I love Kenny because... Don't you love... America... Wait, 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 Matt. Now, Matt, let's get this straight. America loves Kenny. Let's just get that right. Yes. I think for the past two... 
two mornings he's been like, we come to him for traffic, and he's like, listen, guys, I'm woefully unprepared, but here's what I know. And I, and I, I, I sympathize, and I understand and appreciate his honesty. I don't even try to lie or fake it anymore, Matt. Uh, But Matt, Matt, I've been meaning to tell you for quite some time, even though your eye is getting better, Stick with the eye yeah. patch, man. That thing looks so cool. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, there's that's a awesome. Of, there's a contingent of my of my viewers who are you know really hoping that I went down the pirate road, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, um, you know, we're fans of clean shaven faces at Five Eyewitness News, and uh, here's what yeah. I know this morning when it comes to news headlines. Just just not that much, guys. Actually, another calm night. Uh, people still did gather overnight, even though there was a curfew, they were allowed because it was just a, a calm, peaceful gathering right there in South Minneapolis at 38th and Chicago. That, of course, the location in the Twin Cities where George Floyd was taken into police custody by Minneapolis police and then uh, eventually died after having that officer with his knee on his neck. And we heard him saying he couldn't breathe. And, of, of course, you know, what's happened in the past week and, and more than a week now uh, has just captured the nation's attention. And, and uh, I know you have some listeners around the country, so i like to just recap the facts here where we stand. The two big headlines of the very latest this morning is, one, uh, we we know about a memorial service that's going to be happening now in Minneapolis uh, to honor George Floyd's life. That's happening tomorrow at North Central University from 1 to 3. And the Reverend Al Sharpton is expected to deliver the eulogy there. And uh, we've also learned that we believe former Vice President Joe Biden, of course, the Democratic presidential candidate, is also expected to attend, to be in Minneapolis to attend uh, George Floyd's memorial service. There are other services planned in other states around the country uh, where Floyd has family members and, and in North Carolina, in fact, where he was born. Uh, but uh, the one in Minneapolis coming up uh, very soon and plans are underway. And I believe it will be televised. So just stay tuned for that. I mean, all the details are being worked out uh, as we speak. And then the second headline before I go is uh, the state announcing this just unprecedented investigation, a civil rights investigation into the Minneapolis Police Department. Looking back 10 years, so a full decade uh, investigating for for evidence, digging into looking at whether systemic racism in the Minneapolis Police Department created discrimination against people of color, and and one of the reasons this is unprecedented and a never before seen step uh, in Minneapolis for sure is because most of these cases have been a case-by-case basis. They've looked at a particular incident and the individuals there. And those who were announcing this investigation yesterday said this, this, is, this is different. This is looking back 10 years, and it's, instead of looking at individuals and holding individuals accountable, this is looking at the system and how the system has worked for a decade. And uh, the, this investigation has the power through, through the court to uh, force change. And I think that's what a lot of these uh, demonstrators who've been on our streets, most of them peacefully calling for change and justice for George Floyd's death, have wanted to see. And uh, this is one step in that direction here this morning. Well, Matt, thank you very much. Uh, We appreciate it. And to end on a lighter note, I second Kenny's uh, uh, little comment there. Uh, If you if you choose to continue it, uh, I endorse it. Uh, You're, if I may say, casually. I may have to come on the radio, though, guys. I I don't know if I I can do TV with an iPad. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You should switch eyes once in a while too. Really mess them up. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Wait a minute. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. Have a good day, my friend. We'll talk to you next hour.
You got it. See you guys. Bye bye. Matt Belanger from Five Eyewitness News. And you can get news headlines 24 hours a day at KSTP.com. The time, my dear friends, coming up on 737. I'm going to read you a Facebook post to wrap up the segment. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to have a little fun uh, just to set the table here. Uh, we'll, we'll change the tone a little bit in the next uh, segment. And then at the top of the hour, a treat for everyone, uh, every fan of my talk, especially if you've uh, been with my talk since we were FM 107. The gentleman that uh, started this broadcast in this time slot uh, many years ago, Ian Punnett, will be our special guest in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, but right now, I want to read you a Facebook post. Uh, you know, I've, uh, like all of us on this broadcast, like all of you listening to this broadcast, um, uh, you've been reading a lot, probably more than you've, you've probably touched your phone more than you've touched your phone in the last four years. Uh, and you're ingesting a lot of information. And uh, I came in, in, in that quest of mine yesterday, I came across a Facebook post that was long. And usually, you know, because uh, Alexis and I have this in common, we have the attention span of, I don't know, a three-legged gnat, right, Lex? <laughs> right. Um, I'm finding it really easy, though, to focus on too. this right now. But yeah. you're right. In uh, general, but, yes. In general, Lex, I'm talking. Uh, but uh, when I saw this Facebook post and the length of it, I got scared. But then I looked who it was from, and it was from a dear uh, friend of mine, dear Probably, I'm not saying, one of my favorite humans, uh, a former colleague of mine. Uh, she is uh, raising um, biracial children. Uh, she herself is a person of color. And I'm going to read you her Facebook post in its entirety. And it speaks, uh, it starts talking about privilege. And I, and I want to tell my dear friends that look like me listening, don't be afraid of that word. Don't, don't get defensive about it. Um, because I just keep thinking about this. And I said this to my mom and she said it back to me. Well, we shouldn't be afraid of this uh, because the excellence and success of people of color, it doesn't diminish us. It strengthens us. And, uh, and so the reexamination of the system that, that allows for the privilege is going to benefit all of us. So we really shouldn't be afraid of this examination. Um, so having said that, let me read this post to you from a mom. Um, if you've white privilege means you are given the benefit of the doubt and the upper hand in a society that is set up to make your life a little more convenient because of the color of your skin. This occurs on micro and macro levels, for example. For example, if you've never had to worry about being pulled over simply because of the color of your skin, that's privilege. Some of you won't believe that happens. I promise you it does. Racial profiling is real. Stop and frisk is real. If you've never had to tell your child to leave their squirt gun, gun at home and not bring it to the park to play with the other kids, that's privilege. Because we know that even a toy gun in the hand of a child for our kids can be a death sentence. But it's about so much more than law enforcement. It's about the structure of the entire nation. Consider something as simple as this. If you've ever had a crabby toddler in a shopping cart and grab something off the shelf to give to him or her before paying because you're not concerned about getting stopped by security... That's white privilege. I would never have done this, but I see people do it all the time. I know better. I have been followed and accused of all kinds of ridiculous things in stores. This is not a harmless option for people of color. If you've lost a receipt but tried to return an item in perfect condition and have not been accused of stealing it, that's white privilege. If you've never had to go to three different stores and then finally order online to find the right color dance tights to match your daughter's skin tone, that's white privilege. If you've never had the dance costume come with, quote, flesh-colored invisible straps that stand out on your little girl's brown skin, making her feel like she's the one who's unseen, 
That's white privilege. If you can walk into a store and know that they will have a foundation or a powder close to the color of your skin, that's privilege. If you've never had to worry that your name sounds too ethnic to get a call back on a job, that's privilege. When you go to the store to buy your child a doll and every single doll there represents only your race, that's white privilege. Parents of color have to work twice as hard to make sure our children know their worth when the world around them refuses to inadequately represent them. When you don't have to worry about your behavior affecting people's opinions of everyone with the same color skin, that's white privilege. Read that one again, she writes. There's a chance you've participated in that. (sighs) That's just a little bit uh, of a really powerful message from my friend. And she ends with uh, being black in America is exhausting. Oh, it's got to be that line. I read I read that I read the whole post several times. But that last line being black in America is exhausting. And thanks to uh, sweetheart uh, for, for writing that and giving me permission to read that. So yeah, because black lives matter. <laughs> Until, uh, you know, this, and Don, I'm so glad you put this on the grid. All lives matter. We're, we're hearing that a lot, too. Did you want to react to that? Yeah, I feel like I need more time. Yeah, yeah. we have to but go to Can we come we, back? Yeah. yeah. And do that? Yeah. Uh, sure. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with the 7-1. I'm Jace with Lex, Don, and Kenny. Thanks for being here. Ian Punnett coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. He's our special guest today. Right now, though, Dawn, you uh, you wanted to discuss uh, the use of the phrase, all lives matter. Yes. Um, now, this is something that infuriates me, and I've had to research and calm myself down about it before talking about it, because the statement, all lives matter, makes me so angry. Uh, it also makes Billie Irish, Eilish ma- angry. Um, she posted on her Instagram a slideshow condemning the All Lives Matter movement. Um, and she wasn't so calm. If I hear one more white person say All Lives Matter one more blanking time, I'm going to lose my blanking mind. She wrote, you are privileged whether you like it or not. Society gives you privilege just for being white. If All Lives Matter, why are black people killed just for being black? I also read another thing that said, if you were at a cancer event for breast cancer awareness and you heard people say breast cancer matters, you would never have people show up saying all cancer matters. Okay. Another analogy is Bob is sitting at a dinner table full of people. He has an empty plate in front of him and he says, Bob deserves food. Everyone else with plates of food look up and say, everyone deserves food. While the statement is true, that everyone deserves food, it doesn't rectify that Bob has no food to begin with. When you say all lives matter, what you're doing is you are negating the fact of what they're saying. You're missing the point. White people have never been enslaved and murdered. Black people, on the other hand, don't have the luxury of being colorblind. They live in a culture where they're constantly reminded of their blackness. And that's why the Black Lives Matter movement is so important so saying all lives matter is systematic racism and it distracts and diminishes the message of black lives matter yeah so if if you've ever said all lives matter that is racist 
And again, it's an education. I mean, if you've said it and maybe your intention is, I, I don't know, I can't speak to other people's intention, but just listen to what Don just said and take that in and can take it in as a learning moment. It's, it's, an, it's a good moment to be educated right now. So, yeah. Lex, anything you want to say? Well, I'm just thinking because all lives don't matter. It's actually a false statement right now. Right. When we have seen this, and in our police department, I mean, it's just in the Minneapolis Police Department that, you know, bad cops are bad for good cops. It's bad for community. And with the reforms and everything, I, I just, I, there's been a great injustice with this specific case. The other three are culpable for the death of George Floyd. And there's been no action. Right. Yet. And Yet. hopefully, yeah, hopefully. But it has been extremely delayed. I mean, let's let's think about this. If the races of the of George Floyd and the killer cop were flipped, how swiftly do you think justice would have been served? Right. It's a good question. It is. I, I wanted to bring up something else that um upset me yesterday i did post the blackout tuesday thing on my instagram and i am not trying to i'm not going to say this person's name but on my post uh and if you don't know i am sure that everybody i don't have to explain what i'm talking about it's just uh the blackout tuesday with with um that we were removing ourselves from posting anything frivolous to honor george floyd and justice for george floyd somebody wrote this is very unfair for those of us stuck at home for any reason. We depend on social media. Your job isn't to be silent. And then a crying face. I count on this. Mm. Um. Yeah. And then somebody else oh. <laughs> did the work Holy for me. The hell? Um, and said unfair because you need entertainment. Um, what? They went back and forth with each other. I didn't know what to say because I just couldn't believe that somebody would say that me posting that is unfair to them because my job is to be on social media and to entertain them. And somehow that's more important than what we all did. Mm. It's not more important. You being entertained is, I'm sorry if you're stuck at home, but... Everyone's I stuck couldn't at home. believe I that they had <laughs> that yeah. they said that. I <laughs> couldn't believe. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they said that, and they really do feel like that it's my job to not do that. That it's my job to entertain them by posting a picture of my croutons that I made, and that gives them life. I don't post on Instagram every day, first of all. Yeah. So my little frivolous post is that's that's. Well, the point I, was I, I to just, take a pause from your regular, you know, scheduled programming, you know, right. and to focus on the movement. And to say that it's not fair that they can't be entertained by my Instagram for a day is really ignorant. And please don't pile on that person and go on my Instagram. But please just think about if you have those feelings in your heart, what we're trying to do is we're trying to focus on the justice for George Floyd. That's yes. the most out of all of this. That's what's most important through all of this. And not being able to look at my Instagram for a day and see what you want to see is really not important. Yeah, I just I didn't even I just, look. But yeah, and and oh, my sister went on there and great. tried to. 
Oh, oh she did. Yes, my sister. Um, but, you know, she's having a, a calm dialogue with the person, and they kind of explained why they are feeling frustrated in their life. But it's nothing compared to what that family is going through in Mm-mm. our community. No. And look, you know, I'm, I try to, I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. I get it. This is, uh, everyone's dealing with their own stuff. And everyone's frustrated and everyone's it's there's a lot of pent up everything um, that's coming out sideways and Ugh. upside down. And I can't believe I'm, I'm not defending this person at all. I'm I'm all I'm saying is to that person. And if you if you feel that way, just know, uh, you know, as I try to say, I was like, we're, we're doing the dawns. Everyone's doing the best they can. And, and it's actually we're gonna find a you know we're we're just focusing on priorities right now. It's actually and, my job to on these airwaves and all of our jobs to be social social justice warriors. That's my job when something serious happens. Yeah. Oh, huh. I like that, Dawn. Do you think we're scared? Do you think that's what's kind of going on? What do you mean? To take a stand to to what do you mean? to to put it out there and just tell. I I I'm scared. I was scared to post things for like the first four days of all of this. And finally, it was just like, I don't know if it's scared. It, I was scared of the police or if I was scared of our, our listeners or scared of, you know, what other people might think of me if I said something, even though I am a person of color, um, yeah. my own personal safety. I, I'm scared to get be? into it with people because yeah. I am inundated with uh, being in this studio here. I, the phone calls you know yeah, yeah. it's we're, we're a little bit different because we do the, yeah, it's, it's 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 i'm sorry Lex. I'm, no, go ahead. no no go ahead I, i'm just saying we're a little bit different because of the the jobs that we do um but yeah i mean perhaps i i, I said it a couple of days ago i at the beginning of this it is admittedly i told you this lex and then i said it publicly it was yeah. awkward for me to try to find the right balance as a white man i had to ask myself should i even be leading this conversation mm. should i even be participating in this conversation and then like mm-hmm. i said a couple days ago it kind of hit me I, I i should be having this conversation i should be talking directly to other people that look like me um and and shining a light on some resources um if they're struggling with this so um, yeah, I think there's fear. I think there's multi different layers of fear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to answer your question, yes. Yeah, it is scary. Yeah. 7.55, we're going to take a break, everybody. Uh, when we come back, he is the gentleman that started this broadcast in this time slot years ago when My Talk 1071 was FM 107. Ian Punnett returns to the airwaves here at My Talk. Uh, to give us his insight, his wisdom, and his thoughts about what's happening. It's going to be a great conversation. We'll also have a little fun with them. We want to check in with Marjorie as well. Uh, so stay right there. Fun hour headed your way right after these messages. It's a beautiful day.